0: Costa. how's it going? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm good. Week two of Advent. I can't believe it, and almost the end of the first round of the World Cup. Have you been surprised by the amount of enthusiasm among the students for this? Yeah, I know it's a buzz, right? I'm actually, I know because, like,
1: when I was when I was when I was growing up, oh my gosh, I feel like such an old. I feel like you now, I'm like you. an old man.
0: Thank you, I appreciate that.
1: But like, it wasn't so much a big thing, right? This but school like now, yeah,
0: yeah, everybody's I, watching it. I think um, there's there's definitely a pulse. When I walked into class the other day, uh, the uh, they had it all up on their Chromebooks. They were watching the game.
1: I mean, come on, we've had some like really big upsets too.
0: So, you, when this World Cup started, I asked Father Dave who was rooting for. I don't think we had this discussion on the <laughs> the um, on the podcast. So I, you know, I asked him who he wanted to win. Did he have any favorites? And but then I realized I had to explain to him what the World Cup is and that it was happening. So we have morning announcements here, and for the Dave leads with a prayer every day, and usually says something, you know, uh, irrelevant. Yeah, thank you. You took the words out of my mouth. So I was also going on. So I was up on the set waiting to go on. And that was the day that Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia. So they were right. calling it the biggest upset in World Cup history. Right. So I was going to mention it. That was my thing. I didn't go on to talk about that. I had something else to say about the school, but I was going to leave with that. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're talking about Argentina and Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I was shocked at like. Your face. That you even knew they were countries.
1: Your face was priceless. Stalled my stuff. Stunned disbelief yeah and then and then like guys because he didn't actually believe that i i knew that because <laughs> i was actually watching that game while i was working out that morning okay and he's asking me questions he's peppering me with questions what was the final score right i said two to one goes, <laughs> he said well who was playing <laughs> yeah exactly do you know what <laughs> and,
0: sport it was and
1: then his jaw dropped when i told him yeah, and it would have been a tie too. Uh yeah. no, it would have been a tie too. But Argentina like uh, uh had an offsides penalty oh, when they scored their goal and it was taken back. And at like the disbelief.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm I'm still disbelieving we're having this conversation. <laughs> Um, so we, we, we had a, we had a good time with that. And we were in this, we were in Manhattan yesterday with students on retreat, uh, while the U S was playing. So they were following a lot of that. As we were walking through the streets of Manhattan, they have yeah. it on their phones. They're chanting USA, USA. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. It is such a, I, I've grown to really love it and I'm not the biggest soccer fan. Um, not that I don't like it. I just don't see it as much, but I guess it was 2019, we were in uh, Peru on uh, doing some mission work, and we and that was the year Peru was in the World Cup. So gotcha. the whole country was, yeah, was watching. That's got to be awesome. And we were we were in a hospital with some with some students that were going from some outpatient things. And uh, I was in the waiting room. And uh, anyway, except for essential services, during that game the whole country shut down you know, in the hospital so shut cool. down. and I video Peru scored and I took a video and people are dancing around it was, Oh, that's very, awesome. very neat. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's something that we, we kind of get behind America, but then when America loses, I don't think anybody cares. We just go on to the next thing. Yeah. Right. But these, you know, these wounds and joys go deep yeah. in other countries. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was kind of uh, speaking of other sports that you um, kind of dismiss. I would rather watch World Cup soccer than any hockey game ever. Wednesday night, I went to the New York Islander game. And I bumped into – Well, your friends care. And that's what I found (laughs) out. Because I bumped into two of your brethren, two priests from my (laughs) diocese in their Islander jerseys um, who were were at the game. Nobody cares about hockey. As well as a Franciscan friar that I I bumped into. There was like the
1: whole – Obviously, I mean they're supposed to be in in a pack, right? He, he was obviously outside he was of his mind. He was lost. Gotcha. Okay. Right. <laughs> they're supposed
0: to travel in twos. I would like to get you a game to a game this year. Yeah, yeah. thanks. But, I appreciate it. But you're always very we busy family. like doing whatever as you do.
1: Yeah. I've been we've been working together now for four years. Yeah. And I've still yet to go to a game with you.
0: That's true. Yeah. And I won't even blame the pandemic. <laughs>
1: You didn't even invite me to a hockey game in your own backyard. <laughs> <laughs> he makes his
0: own ice rink, guys. You have to see if we're doing that this year. Global warming's throwing a crimp into my ice skating plans. Well, then figure something else out. Yeah, I've taken a world problem that's devastating the planet That made it affect me personally. Damn global warming! <laughs> Not only are the ice caps melting, I can't build an ice <laughs> rink in my backyard. <laughs> It's all about me. So, what are you thinking about with these readings for the second week of Advent?
1: <coughs> oh, yeah, strap yourself in, baby. Strap <laughs> yourself in. Get ready. Get ready to get spiritually rocked.
0: Okay. Lay it, yeah. lay it on me. Lay it on me. <laughs> well,
1: I guess we'll read the gospel and go backwards. That's fine. Okay. Go for it. So, we'll be reading the gospel from Matthew. Okay. And uh, it starts off with, John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to him, coming to his baptism, he said to them, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the coming wrath, produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children from Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance. But the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire.
0: Come, get some. I've been like to have known him. John the Baptist. I'm talking about. Like, yeah, if you were his disciple, would you want to say, "Like, all right, John, just tone it down." And like, tone it down. And like, not. Can you gotta imagine he's like that twenty four seven. Yeah, right. It's
1: like John. We're just eating now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I was I was reading it with, with kind of New Year's this year. I'm not really sure why, because you know that's a, a famous reading. But to call the Pharisees a brood of vipers. Wow. Do you know that my uncle wants that as his as his funeral mass. Reading. Does he really yeah is he angry he, he have anger issues? <laughs> yeah, my uncle Sal does <laughs> <laughs> you brood of vipers, but my lord that that took that took a lot of a lot of guts, and oh yeah, you know he gotta got
1: throw to jail for that Yeah.
0: well I, and i and I think that that certainly that certainly was an issue. The idea of repenting for the kingdom of God is here, and then to make straight those paths. I was just thinking about that as you were reading it now, because we just spent a day in reconciliation with the students. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah.
1: Oh, because the thing I love is that, uh, which is separate from uh, hearing like religious ed uh, confessions uh, from students at the parish or uh, from the elementary school uh, on the parish level is that although they're good, don't get me wrong. They're forced mm-hmm. being here. We present the option to go to reconciliation. Mm-hmm. That's totally their choice. Yeah, we give them uh, an examination of conscience, and then the students come on their own through their own free will. I it's it's there might be less confessions, but they're better because the the students are taking. Uh, the opportunity
0: to own their faith and their relationship with christ and i've always thought there's a dynamic that is present in the room where students go and what we have like kind of a holding room where we we show videos to the kids we speak to them a little bit uh invite them make it as non-threatening as possible explain what's going to happen when they get there um and they could certainly rely on the priests that you call in who are just so kind and nice to them sure uh, but then we have these videos playing. But I think there's an important dynamic where the students watch others go and and maybe saying, like, I want to be that person. Like, I yep. want to have the guts to go out there. And I, I think that's an important part. And, and that seed is sown, even if the fruition of that is not today necessarily. Right. It, it might be another time. There's somebody that looks like me, they're dressed like me, and they have no problem with it. And I think that, you know, you see that time and time again. And that eventually they are – going to be more inclined to go, which which is beautiful. And a lot went. A lot of kids go. And I think that the connection that I saw to the gospel today is John is is saying, make straight those paths. Um, And when we make straight our paths where our vision is clear, we're happier. And and so many of the kids walked out today saying that, oh, that was really good. Oh, that, that priest was so nice. Yeah. And they they feel good about themselves. And that's what John is talking about. Make straight those paths and, and then we're better able to accept that kingdom when we see it. I think one of the things, too, that uh, they might not be
1: able to articulate at this point in their lives is that it, it is a clear moment where they claim Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. uh, you know, by – by acknowledging that the sacrament means something, mm-hmm. and yeah, they're ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade. Like they don't, they might not be able to articulate that. Uh, heck, it's taken me forty years mm-hmm. to be able to do it. Sure, but going to confession and like you say, like making straight the path. It's like yeah, you're clearing out all of you know, like you have that full wheelbarrow of dart of spiritual dirt. And you're willing to, like, dump it out, uh, you know, and start fresh uh, to receive, you know, uh, the Lord's graces. And it's a clear, like, going to confession is a clear sign of personally acknowledging Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, because you're not confessing it to anybody other than Christ. Right. You know?
0: There there was actually a young lady in my office today. She was a um, not going today. She was uh, on target to go tomorrow. She was saying how much she loved it. She's going through some stuff right now and, and she was actually looking forward to doing that tomorrow. So I want to be like that. That inspires me. Yeah. Cause I yeah. still, as I mentioned the last podcast struggle with it, uh, just the guts to it, not the concept of it, Yeah, the guts to do it. Yeah. My own stupid pride.
1: I think we're too, we're, we're in a culture where, uh, where it's nothing is ever said so explicitly, but like this whole idea that, like, you know, you it, everything's okay, mm-hmm. it, 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 everything's gonna be all right, there are, are no real consequences for your actions on some level. And so, like, when I think the students are faced with a confession mm-hmm. and they know. That they've been working the system mm-hmm. um, uh, <laughs> for so many years, it's it's actually relieving for them mm-hmm. to finally say, "Oh, somebody's going to actually listen to me, hear me say this is wrong,"
0: or point it out to me that this is wrong. You know, they they sign up for it. Yeah, that's a you know that's a really good point that I hadn't thought about before. When you just said they're listening to me say it. Yeah. You know, someone's listening to me.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: It, it reminds me of something that Greg Boyle the, the Jesuit uh, priest that uh, works with the gang members in Los Angeles and I just I referenced this on a podcast recently. I realized that I did, but it's worthy here to say it again and he talked about the homies as he calls them yeah. uh, the people in the gangs and um, they're they're not used they're used to being watched but not seen. and I think I could also interject the word heard in yeah there, you know and uh, that's it's interesting the kids are heard. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of And neat.
1: and also too like um you know when they when when one uses the sacrament of 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 confession like we saw today like the kids are filled with so much hope um because what inevitably happens is like there were two realities that are that are really taking place they come they come to this reality and and not just the kids but like the kids experience that today and Mm -hmm. we'll experience it tomorrow. But this is for us every time we go to confession, that there is this moment where uh, the weight and the sin uh, that we have, that we're carrying, can bring so much dark and despair uh, into our lives. It can be this all-crushing moment, but yet at the same time, it brings us hope in confession because we're met with this incredible patience and mercy and love of the Lord and the assurance that it dies with the priest. Mm -hmm. Like that beautiful assurance to know that I I can go to a priest and he takes everything to his deathbed. Yeah. Like – there's he, nothing
0: like that else in the world, actually.
1: No, yeah. there isn't. And and like, there's such trust in that moment. like, mm-hmm. And all of that is part of this, the beautiful mysticism of the sacrament uh, that our Lord ushers in. So it's like the great calamity of pain and sorrow of our life that has the opportunity and the potential to crush us mm-hmm. is met. With you know, uh uh with the opposing forces of light and hope. Mm-hmm. Uh which always win. Which always win in yeah. that moment. Yeah. And it and if it if it's not winning, it's because we then didn't confess everything mm-hmm. that we were supposed to confess. Yeah. Like we've held back. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not walking out of a good experience from confession, then you know, then either the priest messed up something mm-hmm. very bad or the penitent didn't say everything. Yeah. But when those two work in hand in hand, which is the majority of the case, mm-hmm. boom, you know, uh, and that's what
0: John the Baptist is talking about. When he said the kingdom of God is in hand, that's, it's that's a it. glimpse into it. It's, it's a glimpse it's into here it, but not totally yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Paul talks a little bit uh, in in his second reading to the Romans about, um, you know, the, the idea of you know, accepting the kingdom of God, not necessarily in those words, but he, he says something that I saw a connection to that I thought was very apropos as we're, you know, a week uh, past Thanksgiving and, you know, leading into Christmas and in a time that we're with our families. And, and he says this, he says, welcome one another then as Christ welcomed you for the glory of God. For I say that Christ became a minister of the circumcised to show God's truthfulness to confirm the promises of the patriarchs, but so the Gentiles might glorify God for His mercy, as is written, "Therefore I will praise You among the Gentiles and sing praises to Your name." So, it's he's he's speaking to two groups here. He's speaking to the circumcised, right, which is just um, the, the Jewish people. Um, but saying that it's this is uh, not just for you. The kingdom of God, the coming of Christ is not just for you. It's also for the Gentiles, which some Jews at the time would have struggled with and with the Council right. of Jerusalem in 50, where there, Peter and Paul are working that out. Um, I, I, I was thinking about this. So yesterday we were uh, again with the Franciscan Sisters of the Renewal up in Harlem um, doing some, some aid work. And... Sometimes that work, especially when we're just dropping in and doing it, is not hard work to do. No. You know, and, you, and you walk away feeling good or people are going to eat and they're going to have clothes and stuff. And important. I'm not minimizing. Incredibly important. These sisters do that every day. Every day. They're on the front line. Yeah. But we, we, you know, we could partake in that and, and say, well, this those people are the other. Not in a bad way, but we don't live near them you know, we don't really interact with them. So I'm not saying other in any pejorative or negative connotation towards us. They're just different than us, we're helping. Sometimes though, it's hard really to minister to those who are part of our clan or part of our group the, the people in our families, the people in our schools. Sometimes it's much easier to go into uh, a situation like yesterday and say, oh, I want to help, and, and we miss the people around us that need help. And, and yeah. I was, I'm not sure that's really what Paul's getting at here, but he, he made me think of it. So when he's talking about the uncircumcised, he's, he's, talking to the, he's talking to the Jewish people. But who are those people in our life? And, and sometimes the holidays brings out the absolute worst in people because we're around our families you know, that, that extended family and, and the crazy people that come over to eat with us and um, <laughs> and, and, and people that that we are close to by by blood but may share no interest in anything we do and we may show no interest in what they do and the conversation can sometimes become stilted yeah. because we feel we might not have much in common with them. That's where this is hard. So, you know, going back to, um, Matthew's Gospel uh, in in the words of St. John the Baptist, making straight the paths, clearing way for the kingdom of God, it's really a reminder. We have to do that in our own homes, too. Our, our physical homes, our metaphorical homes, the, the sure. people around us. There was a guy, when I was studying up at um, the seminary for my theology degree, there was a guy I was friendly with at the time, and we would walk to our cars together, and um one of the readings was about Jesus says, love your neighbor like you love yourself. And he goes, you know, that's not hard to do until you realize the neighbor means it is referring to the dope that lives next door to you. <laughs> you have, right. And you could extend it out to your, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, right. whatever sure. There's There's a real challenge there. And it's just something that I'm going to be thinking about during, you know, as we progress through Advent and get closer to Christmas. And, and I'm, I'm very blessed that I have my in-laws are very nice. And I'm not saying this because they may or may not be listening right now, <laughs> but you know, they, they, they truly are, but that, that's hard. And even some of them, this could refer to the people we work with you know? Oh yeah. For those of you teachers out there, we had a former principal that said a very wise word. She said, teachers do not become teachers to work with other adults. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so true, right? So it's a, um, just some, just want to throw that out. there. some thoughts on, on this week's readings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just, uh, uh, just finally on, on the, on the gospel. Uh, you know, uh, John the Baptist points out to the Pharisees and the Sadducees too uh, you know like that had come to his baptism uh to produce good fruit um, which would be uh evidence of their repentance their true repentance mm-hmm. instead of just going through the motions, yeah, and I think that like that needs to be focused on too because then he spends the rest of you know the rest of that gospel that Lou, that um, Matthew accounts, uh, talking about what will happen to those who just go through the motions and don't really actually repent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and 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 put on the facade. Uh, you know, he talks about uh, the 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 righteous, the ones who are uh, actually repenting, are the ones that will be received into the Lord's barn, you know, Mm -hmm. like collected, but you know, the chaff will be thrown outside and burned. Um, and, and, you know, he he uses strong language there, John the Baptist. I mean, there's nothing about John the Baptist that, you know, like he's, he's smacking you in the face, you know, Jesus does a better job at times, you know, kind of like, (laughs) you know, toning it down a bit. bit. But the reality is, is that, is that, You know, John's got a point. Yeah. And it's like we have to take, you know, repentance seriously, Um, especially if if like we really want to have a deep encounter with the Lord, especially during these seasons. Mm. Like it is super essential. Like almost any figure in the scriptures – I mean you know this too because you teach the kids scripture. Mm. Any figure in the scriptures, Old Testament or new – that has an encounter with God is having a repentance yeah. is like having a change of heart is having a moment where they acknowledge what they've done wrong. It can't happen any other way.
0: I, I think one of the challenges of it too, and, and, and going back to the language that John uses about the you know the, the fire and brimstone, and is that the the invitation to repentance is for us to. Understand God more to be more who we re, who we were created to be. Right. It's it's not meant to be punitive where you better go and confess those sins. I, I don't think we really. And maybe there was a time we approached it like that. I,
1: well, I think John the Baptist John is John really, yeah. John is doing it. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but but the idea is like when we're, when we're called to do it today, it's not so we can really wallow in our misery. No, and say that no. we are wretches. As what's the song? Amazing Grace, how sweet you are that saved a wretch like me. No, we're not wretches, right? You know we're created in the image of God. We can't be wretches. We may do some wretched things. Right. A, to me there's a big there's distinction a big diff- there, yeah big you know? distinction and if we can if we can get rid of that, that those those wretched things from our from our conscience from our reality we're we're going to be who god created us to be so it's an invitation for blessing it's an invitation to joy it's it's not an invitation to to feel bad about ourselves right yeah
1: right and and that's exa- i mean it, this is a whole uh, this whole season mm-hmm. is based on expectation hopeful yeah. expectation and joy yep. and the only way that we
0: can really truly do that is if we have a good confession in us and going back to last week we were talking about it's it's not just the expectation of the little baby jesus on december 25th it's the expectation of our deaths too right you know and yeah. and not in a morbid way but in a beautiful way
1: no yeah. and, and in doing so like we said last week it only really prepares us more to be able to receive our Lord yeah. more preciously in yeah. the Mass on Sundays, yeah. um, which is all connected, mm-hmm. you know. Well, well, on that note, I know you're all very tired of hearing my raspy voice. Uh, for those of you who have, have ever watched the movie Grown Ups with Adam Sandler and Kevin James and Chris Rock and David Spade and I forget who else is
0: in that, like
1: I sound like the dog.
0: Do you? I've not. I've not seen. That oh, before. it's it's like he's got a
1: whistle in his mouth. That's what I sound like right
0: now. Well, I, I will say to your credit, we've been going for like the last three weeks nonstop. And uh, so, what are you saying? I, I I'm giving you the um the the the, the latitude to acknowledge that yes, you are sick because you've been working hard.
1: Because I've been working. You've heard it right here, guys. And I got a text message yesterday that he loves me. Yeah, it's I, It's been a real week. Rich Costa is going through emotions right now, guys.
0: I, I'm sure most people have experienced. Do you ever text the wrong person? I was <laughs> trying to text my wife and unfortunately it went to – Why would I text my- you? You were sitting across the table from me. I wouldn't <laughs> – I would never do that. Don't forget, if you are in the New York area, we need you here at St. John the Baptist High School next Wednesday night at 7 p.m. for the Sarah Kroger and Band concert. Yeah, yeah, um, it should be good. It's we're really getting getting pumped for it. I'm seeing stuff that she's putting out on social media, and because the tour, their tour is starting. And right. They'll, I don't. I think they're going to be in Detroit the night before. They're going to be somewhere. Um, it doesn't matter unless you're in Detroit. All that right. matters is us right now. You know. <laughs> that, that's right. St. John the Baptist High School in West Islip. Its tickets are $10 at the door. And there is um, very few better ways to kind of prepare for Advent and prepare for Christmas. uh, Because it's not just going to be music. There's going to be some reflections. And you and I saw it last year in Seaford. It was good. Yeah. Um, It was good. It'll definitely get you in the mood for the right way to to think about Christmas. we do hope to see you uh, next Wednesday night. So it's December 7th at 7 o'clock here at St. John's. Yeah. God bless, guys. Take care.